Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Today, I'm speaking with Perbita Banjari. She's a Senior Vice President and Head of Product Management at Corn Ferry. We're going to talk about the dynamics of today's workforce, labor shortages in HR tech, and, of course, skills, all on this edition of PeopleTech. Rubita, thanks for being here. So I was looking at some of the research that you've done uh, about the labor market uh, in technology. And how is the sort of tension that's going on in the labor market impacting HR technology providers? Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. It is a big part of what I do every day. Um, so one of the big parts of my job is to look over the horizon and think about what are the big macroeconomic micro trends that are going to impact uh, Fortune 1000 companies globally and its impact on talent acquisition, talent management practices. So as I've been watching this, as I like to call it, the job market riddle, because we're seeing uh, the sort of tension between especially in tech and IT, there is still a severe shortage of critical skills and critical jobs. But we're also hearing news of top companies in tech laying off people. But if you step back and actually look at, at the balance of the scales, there's still at a high level in the labor market, and, and, and I'll take the US example, 10 million Jobs are getting created every month, even if that re- you know reduces a little bit. Um, and you know only six million of those are getting filled, right? There's still a severe shortage. Forty million jobs are going unfilled. We continue to see the Great Resignation still taking effect. So another four million jobs are also you know uh, people are quitting. Four million jobs. So that that tension. continues to exist. And uh, I believe a lot of the big companies are watching on what is going to happen. So the impact on HR tech providers is similar. It's a, you know, being watchful and seeing where this will take us. Uh, I don't think that there's an immediate impact because especially in the talent acquisition space, you know, the HR tech vendors are still getting that pressure on helping support closing these big, uh, critical, uh, you know, uh, jobs that are still unfilled. There is a severe pressure on ensuring that the people that remain, and also, you know, employees that are going through this, you know, career cushioning, right? They're they're watching and they're also worried on what's going to happen. Companies need to invest in their current people or the people that are going to be part of the winning strategy for the future. And so that part of HR tech, which is, you know, the talent life cycle of employees within the organization continues to take precedence. So I think that part of the market, um, you know, will continue to flourish. Would there be some fiscal prudence that companies are going to take, uh, which might impact a little bit in terms of growth of HR tech providers? We'll wait and watch. It's possible, right? As there is some economic slowdown. 
So what are these companies supposed to do about all this? So, you know, I, I think about companies maybe falling in three different, you know, buckets in the spectrum of being, uh, you know, highly risk averse to more risk taking. So let's look at maybe companies that have already laid off people. Okay. So those companies are in a very interesting position. And I don't believe all of that is economically driven, right? So in fact, in this year alone, in the tech sector, there's been 80,000 layoffs so far. It sounds like a big number, but a lot of that is driven by transformation that companies have taken. So, you know, be it Meta or Twitter, there were other reasons. Maybe it's signaling something, right? So if digital ad spend goes down, it's probably signaling some sort of a, you know, less spend on digital ads. So there's signals, but largely it's about a new business model that Meta or Twitter are looking at. And they are almost removing a big part of, uh, of, of the business, right? To be able to take it into a new direction. And that's a big part of the 80,000 uh, layoffs that have happened. But any company that is in that bucket still has to now focus and reinvest in the people that they have today. Because the whole belief is that the people they have remaining are the ones that are gonna take them to success. They still need to fill back critical positions that they would have lost in all of this because after any such layoff, there's a lot of regrettable turnover that happens with top talent just being disengaged because of the situation around them. And, and companies have to think about backfilling. So for them, I think the focus and the priority should be on reinvesting in the people that they have, communicating and helping them understand what their roles are now in the new direction that their companies are going to take. Uh, for those that are in the cost-cutting, cautious, you know, uh, stage, I would say kind of the middle of the spectrum, uh, I think their focus needs to be on understanding the talent that they have. I, I feel very concerned when companies just almost like cut off a pound of flesh and let them go. And, you know, when you're taking a, uh, you know, the, you know, axing a huge section of the business, you lose so many people that could be really, could bring really critical uh, skills and experiences and knowledge for your future. So, uh, you know, what's really important for any companies that may be just watching and understanding what their strategy needs to be, they should invest in understanding what skills they have. Uh, go through an exercise of, you know, where are people, what are their skills profile, what are the what are the knowledge and experiences they bring to them, understand their business strategy as it's going to evolve, and who are those critical people that are going to take them to the future. Let's not lose the people that are important to them, right? And then the third bucket, I would say, are companies that are opportunistic. Because there is there is an opportunity in all of this and picking up, you know, really valuable talent um, because we all know how competitive it was over the last few years in grabbing top talent. And I don't think that's going to go away. Uh, even if there's a slowdown, it's going to come back, right? You will be in the same um, war for talent to try and get the, you know, top people. So the really smart opportunistic companies are going to take a step back think about 
how they're going to transform and actually bring in the right talent, which is, which is what actually, if you look at Amazon, Google, and some of the big companies, what they're doing, while they are cost-cutting in some areas and showing fiscal prudence, they continue to hire. The number of hires that they're making still continues to increase. I think that's a telling sign too, that this is maybe a time to really think about what kind of talent you want for the future and then investing. So, you know, my question was, what should these companies be doing? You know, you were just talking about that. So are they actually doing it? So I think, you know, again, it's it's a response it's a shared responsibility uh you know between hr tech providers uh consulting firms and i come from corn ferry so uh and companies right it's a shared responsibility to think about it in a different way i think in the last recession and then even the covid pandemic time i saw a pretty good section of companies that do that did this right so they were smart about investing in their talent. Uh, and I, that actually caused a huge shift, right? Uh, in just the employer-employee relationship. And I did see many progressive companies really take it on and make that shift and really, you know, focus on employee experience, focus on job seeker and candidate experience and uh, you know, make the shift from, you know, I'm going to demand X, Y, Z things to, you know, here's what the employee is asking for, the candidate is asking for. So I, I remain optimistic that even in this situation, that there is the right intent, that talent leaders, um, heads of HR, heads of talent management are going to want to continue to invest. Um However, as I said, it, it it's this, you know, right now, the place we are in is a little bit like a riddle. Maybe people are going to wait and watch a little bit to jump headlong and making investments if there is a, uh, you know, fiscal prudence expected. I, I do see people being a little wary of making big investments right now in talent. Uh, and I think, as I said, it's a shared responsibility. So, you know, we need to educate them that this is actually the right time to invest in people that you have, because if you wake up after a year and feel like, okay, now I need the right talent, you're going to have, you're going to miss the boat. Um, you know, you, you've said um, that, and I'm, I'm shifting gears a little bit, but um, you, you said that one challenge uh, that employers face is the sheer number of learning choices uh, that are faced by, by workers. Could you talk about that? Yes. So I call it the problem of plenty. So think about a few years ago, there was this, there was a lot of talk about how employees want to learn. And so enterprises and HR tech providers went into this overdrive of making content accessible to learners. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month 
to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. What that means is you suddenly have this buffet of millions of learning content choices. I'm not, I really strongly believe that that doesn't solve the problem of learning because as a learner you t- you know today you have uh, you know you could go to youtube and look at all the content there is to or google and find in the moment content that you need right so it's not like the choices are in any way prioritized or sequenced or it, it's just too much and it's overwhelming so when enterprises did that for you know organizational learning I feel like they, you know, exacerbated the problem. So all of these different content aggregators that exist, they bring to bear, you know, 30,000 learning content, 100,000 learning content, and everything is now available to this learning portal that, you know, employees have to go in and, you know, learn. And then they just step back. So there isn't a really guided approach. It's a little bit of, you know, here's everything, go pick and choose. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, when you look at the adoption rates of these types of learning content platforms, it's pretty dismal. It's, you know, it's less than 10%. If you really ask organizations and leaders and what kind of adoption they're seeing, it's very low. So my point of view on this is, the the value that enterprises bring is in helping employees understand what journey they need to take for the goal that they care about. So not all employees have the same goals, right? So there are, there are employees, especially in certain functions, it's very common, like in sales and IT functions, uh, there's a segment of employees that actually want to be a high performer in the role that they're in today. There are employees that want to be specialists in certain skill areas. Certain employees want to grow, right? And become a manager or, you know, leader. There are others that want to shift careers. So there's different goals different employees have. And I think the responsibility on enterprises is to, you know, personalize an employee's journey based on that goal. So what that could mean is if they're looking to be an expert in a particular skill area, help them identify a specific uh, journey for, you know, you know, new skills that are evolving in that area, uh, you know, increasing levels of proficiency from beginner to advanced and actually help them take a, you know, more targeted journey over time. Uh, someone that wants to become a manager or a better leader, take them on a journey of, you know, what sorts of leadership competencies and leadership behaviors they need to learn and help them go on a journey around that. So it's less about access to millions of pieces of content. It's more about helping them understand where should they invest their time and effort, which is highly precious on areas that are going to really move the needle and help them go from point A to point B. I, you know, it, it sounds like a, a real macro issue, um, you know, not, not something that you can handle in little chunks. Is, is it 
within the realm of possibility for employers to actually accomplish some of this stuff? Yes, absolutely. In fact, um, a lot of the work that we're doing now in Corn Ferry is to help do this at scale. So it's not an insurmountable problem, right? It's about organizing the content in a way that makes sense for the employee at the stage of career that they're in. So, you know, you could have choices that are more adventurous and exploring, which I think exists today, right? You just have everything you go in. So it's like a Netflix of choices. There's so much content. Just go, um, you know, look for whatever you want. But I think that's more of a, you know, it's more of a, uh, the, the, you're shifting the, the decision and the effort of making the decision onto the employee. And I think just if, if, if enterprises and HR vendors, if we were able to frame that up as a, you know, what are the goals and aspirations and then lay out a path towards that and, you know, show progress against that and record it for the organization to see the value that this employee could bring in the future as they gather up more skills and learn something in a more targeted way. Uh, you know, versus just being completely self-exploratory and doing a bunch of disjointed things, which are fine, you know, which we all do and we, you know, learn in an um, ad hoc manner, it's okay. But to really be able to drive, um, you know, certain business priorities, you've got to be able to be much more thoughtful and planful about this. Let me give you an example, right? So many organizations today, you know, let's say choose one or the other uh, cloud technologies. So, you know, companies say we're going to move to Azure or we're going to move to AWS. And many a times that's a significant transformation for the skill sets uh, for IT and tech employees within the company. Now that is a business priority, but you need to then nudge all your people to start prioritizing or moving towards a particular cloud technology. And how do you do that without having some ability to explain to the employees that, you know, here are the big trends in the market. Here are our business priorities. Here are key skills that you need to have over the next two, three years, which are good for you for being more marketable, but also good for our company. And then, you know, provide a guided journey to the employees to go down that route. Uh, the way today, you know, uh, organizations do is they'll, you know, there are some compliance trainings that are applicable to all and everything else is, you know, go ahead and uh, explore and find what's relevant to you. I think we can do a much better job in organizing that at the employee level and sorting through that on their behalf and giving them something that's a little more guided and, um, you know, more targeted towards certain objectives. You know, it, 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 what, what you're talking about sounds very comprehensive, which, which means it's probably very expensive. Um, from the financial point of view, how should a company approach this? So I don't think that it's a lot of additional expense if they are able to make choices in the right solution. Uh, because as I said, a lot of the focus on building these kinds of offerings uh, is to do it at scale. So it's about putting the layer of, you know, that experience, data science models to have very specific recommendations. So we are investing in technologies that can help scale this 
So at a per person cost standpoint, it's not going to be much higher than what they are probably already spending on these, you know, content aggregation platforms, uh, but which is only solving the access to content problem, but not the problem of, you know, helping with a guided journey or moving the needle from point A to point B. So I, I think it's more of a, uh, you know, depending on where the organization is making the right choice on where they want to go. Uh, it's, I don't think it's a lot of incremental spending. It's spending on the right things. Prabita, thank you very much. It was great talking with you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. My guest today has been Prabita Banjari, Senior Vice President at Corn Ferry. And this has been People Tech the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.